that 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 phrase. I just can't understand it. Oh, it grinds my gears. Well, welcome back, friends. This is going to be another episode of the Claudcast. This one will be a lot more freestyle, but I um, have some topics that I want to discuss right out of the bag. And um, first one out of the bag. I'm just going to get right into this because this is 4th of July weekend. It's Friday, but it's basically 4th of July weekend. And I'd like to actually spend my 4th of July doing things other than being cooped up in a podcasting room. Just a moment. I'm going to adjust the mic here. Wow, that's awesome. It doesn't actually make any... mm, doesn't, Doesn't do terribly on the adjusting. Okay, so I listened to the most recent MoFax with Adam Curry episode. I will link that in the notes right here. It's going to be, um, actually, let me put that right there. There it is. Uh, MoFacts. <clears throat> Just letting you guys know that that's what I'm doing. So I listened to the most recent MoFacts episode, and the most recent one is, I mean, just, it's great. It's, ah, shoot, what was it? Who is the, it's a, hmm. There's a... I don't even remember the dude's name, but the dude who was running against Ron DeSantis as governor of Florida whenever that happened, um, back when, can't even remember the date, but there was a black dude who was running as uh, the opposing side on the Democratic side against Ron DeSantis, and this guy got caught up, which it seems like what they were getting at in the episode and what the clips were, were laying out there, it seemed like it was a hit job. Seems like this dude got set up for failure. And I mean big time set up for failure. He was set up with uh, um, drugs laid over the entire apartment or sorry, hotel room where he was caught with uh, male prostitutes. And he had to come out as uh, bisexual and not gay because if he came out as saying, I'm not gay, then he would just be some straight guy who hates gays. There's a whole thing wrapped around it. But that was what the episode was about. And towards the end, something showed up. Something struck me as odd, very odd, as to why the, the, as to why or how someone could have a thinking so terrible, not terrible because it's, it's wrong, but terrible because it doesn't make sense, the kind of thinking that went into this uh, clip I'm about to, to play for you. So I'm going to play this clip and then y'all let me know what you think the, um, the, the person was trying to get at and if it makes sense because I know what they're trying to get at and it's explained later in the MoFax episode um, and here's here's what happened. I, I listened to it and I paused it so I could think about what this lady was saying and come to my own conclusion and if I had just played a little bit longer I would have realized that Adam and Mo both agreed, uh, both agreed with me on what I came to the conclusion of which is that this lady is a phony but let's get into the clip right now. There is a struggle there because there are words there. And if we accept it as the indisputable truth, there's a problem because how do we reconcile? I want to go to heaven. I'm I'm serious. I want to go there. But also, if my pheromones say I'm attracted to a female, then I have that conflict. So how do you address that? I address it real simple because I am a car carrying Christian. Um, and my, one of my uh, spiritual teachers taught me. Keep in mind right there. Keep in mind, pausing it. Keep in mind what she just said. She just said she had a spiritual teacher. Just want you to think about that for a second. But getting back into it. Know me by my deeds. Okay. So my judge is not in the book. 
the book is there as a guide, but those were written by men. Okay. I, I haven't heard one book that they told me God wrote. Okay, just think about that for a second. Think about what this lady had just said. She had just said, there is no judge over her that that her that that she the book is not something that she follows it is just for guidance there's no way that she doesn't follow it so if she doesn't follow the book how can you call yourself a card carrying christian christianity is is it is a an observance of the book you can't have you can't have a christian that doesn't at least believe that the bible is inspired inspired at least but she says that it was written by men she is a fraud and a liar she does not truly believe that god inspired the words of the book she does not she is not truly a christian because a christian would not try and sidestep a true christian would not try and sidestep the issue in the way that she did now this is a bit of a clod rant coming out here because i was listening to this on the job site with a co-worker and i asked my co-worker the same thing do you believe that someone can can call themselves a true born-again believer, a true Christian, and not believe what the Bible says, not believe that the Bible was actually inspired by God and not man? And the obvious answer is no, you can't. You cannot look at the Bible and say, well, no, that's just written by men, and still go to church and still have a true conviction, a true faith. It doesn't work like that. That's not, you can't do that with any other religion. You can't do that with any other belief system in general. So to say that is, um, it's just, it's, it's patently false. I'll just say it that way. Now I'm going to, I'm going to get into the next portion of the clip, which is simply, um, Adam and Mo talking about why this doesn't make sense. And it's, it's actually pretty, pretty great because I love the fact that Adam is now opening his mind to more Christian doctrine, so to speak. Uh, then again, then again, I'm assuming Adam's not actually said anything. He didn't say, yes, I'm a Christian now, or yes, I'm going to a Christian church. He's just said that he's open to the idea of spirituality. And it's simply because, which is actually a good introduction to the idea of religion. It's because with, I think he uh, got it from, uh, what was her name? No, oh, what's her name? Uh, Naomi, Naomi Wolf. Naomi Wolf has a Substack article on how if there is so much evil in the world, how can there how can there not be a good? There's a true and disgusting and horrible evil out there. Just by laws of nature, there has to be an equal and opposite reaction, which is an ultimate good. Ultimate evil breeds ultimate good and vice versa. So he's he's opening his mind to the idea of a religious experience being possible or a religion being possibly true. And I'm assuming because of my upbringing and because of my surroundings that he's speaking of Christianity. But that's just Claude. But let's get into the rest of the clip here. Okay. Well, now we're in a deep spot, lady. Who's your God? <laughs> yeah. And, and and she ends it with, not one word did God write. Mm, this is why it's called the Testament. It's the witnesses. That is the mega talking point. That and Tupac, only God can judge me, which people think is in the Bible, which is not. Now, getting back into it, Again, again, getting back into it. I had that conversation with my coworker just asking, hey, if, and, and, and I, I said to focus on that word at the beginning, that word that she said or phrase, a spiritual teacher. It was odd to me, very odd to me that she used that phrase. If you're a card-carrying Christian, that is not a natural 
phrase. It's not natural verbiage. A person who's speaking of someone who they've mentored, been mentored by or that they've learned things from or the hierarchy of uh, educators in a Christian environment does not have a title in that hierarchy of spiritual teacher. That's not natural parlance. That's not something that you would say in a conversation about someone you've learned from. I don't go up to someone in the church or someone that I'm trying to explain something to and say, yeah, I was speaking to my spiritual teacher uh, earlier, or yes, I had a spiritual teacher once. That's not common. She is a charlatan and a fraud, a fraud beyond all measure. Now, I need to find her name and maybe a photo and insert it right here. So if you see it, then I found it. If you don't, I didn't. But uh, still, keep an eye out for her. I, I don't think she's very active anymore. I think she just was in the past. But just keep an eye out for people like this charlatans and frauds who try and uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. That's the most simple explanation of what a person like this lady is. And this this recording isn't meant to be a, uh, a, a downer the whole day. It's 4th of July weekend. I am happy. I am ready. Today was obnoxiously happy. I don't know why I was in such a good mood, but I was in a great, great mood this morning all day today. And I was working hard. It was blazing hot outside. But it was it was a good day. For some reason, I just felt extra happy. And and I'm just happy about that. I don't know how else to say it other than that. But I want to transition from that topic into another one. There is uh, in my previous podcast that I hosted or ran or produced or whatever you call it. My previous podcast, I titled it. I'm no genius. I don't believe you can find it anymore. If you can, I will link it right here if I can find it and you'd be able to hear it. But speaking of that that show, I had an episode on that show where I spoke about a gentleman. Well, I didn't bring him up, uh, my co-host, co-host or guest. It was supposed to be a co-host, but that podcast kind of just died out. I lost interest in uh, time and everything else. But that dude, name was Ben, he brought up a topic or a dude named uh, Daryl Davis. And he mentioned that I should look into Daryl Davis and who he is as a person and just the things that he does. And I I did. I looked into this guy because I had him show up in my YouTube feed at some point, but I never actually clicked on the link just because, I I don't know, sometimes it's because I'm a racist. No, the dude's black, but I I have, YouTube recommends so many different videos that it seems like a lot of it's clickbait or clickbait. And I had not loaded almost any, I I went on a, like a purge of YouTube videos where I would not click anything in the home feed. As soon as I launched the app, boom, hit the magnifying glass and hopefully don't you know have your eye catch you by one of these shiny graphics that always catches you because claude is one of these i'm self-diagnosing myself with adhd but still i watched his video his ted talk on what he does and daryl davis is just this amazing dude amazing dude and he he took this he took this this grouse that i have obviously he's been listening to claude but he took this grouse that i have and he used it as fuel for his intention and his intentionality to try and convert people who need to be converted. And I'll, I'll, I'll play you a clip of, of what that is right here. Just go ahead and listen to this real quick. So I grew up in my adolescent years spending a lot of time buying books on black supremacy, white supremacy, the Nazis in Germany, the neo-Nazis over here, the Ku Klux Klan, anti-Semitism trying to understand that ideology, trying to get the answer to my question, how can you hate me when you don't even know me? 
None of these books provided the answer. He went on a, um, a search. He wanted to find out how someone, he wanted to understand, to seek first to understand, then to be understood, as Mo would say in Mo Facts and uh, Mo Facts with Adam Curry. You, he wanted to seek to understand the other side. There, I have a grouse, an insane grouse, just this gripe with people who would use the phrase, I, I, I don't understand. I just can't understand how someone could do something like that. And you're a chump. Yes, you could. You could understand how someone would do that, but you don't want to. You want to maintain the sense of moral superiority over somebody because if you could understand how they could do something so morally reprehensible on your scale of morally reprehensible things, which might actually jive with everyone else's, it doesn't matter. You think that because you can't understand them that for some reason you're more morally superior than that person. That's what you think when you say, I just can't understand it. Whether you mean to or not, you could have good intentions to a point, but deep down that's what's happening. That's the only reason why you wouldn't be able to understand it. You have to be able to understand how someone could get to that state of utter depravity if you're not going to fall into that state as well. You can't just see something morally reprehensible, say it's morally reprehensible, and then never or, or, or believe that you're never going to fall into that same state. That's not how the world works. It's not how psychology or human nature works. Given the right circumstances, anyone is susceptible to doing anything morally reprehensible or not. So do not think that just because you can't understand in your current state how someone could do something that you can't understand it in the future, whether it's intentionally understanding it or um, how should I say it? You're trying to proactively understand it or you're doing it in the moment because you're committing the same uh, atrocity. So that 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 phrase, I just can't understand it. Oh, it grinds my gears. But Daryl Davis used that, that phrase, I can't understand it. And the, he took Claude's grouse and said, Claude, I'm going to do something for you, obviously, because he listens to Claude. He took that and just ran with it. He started converting Ku Klux Klan members. He went and shook hands with uh, Grand Wizards and Grand Dragons and Grand Dukes or whatever you call them of the Ku Klux Klan. And he just, He's doing wonders. He is seeking to understand first, putting himself in literal harm's way instead of crying about it and asking the government to lobby someone or, or, or lobbying the government and crying to them to ask them for help. He is a genuine human being. So um, I want to put one more quote out there from Daryl Davis, and I'll link his TED Talk so you guys can listen to that as well. But here's one more one more clip of Daryl Davis just talking about what what causes people to have a a mindset of misunderstanding or a, a mindset like that of a Ku Klux Klan member. Thus, ignorance breeds fear. We fear those things we do not understand. If we do not keep that fear in check, that fear in turn will breed hatred because we hate those things that frighten us. If we do not keep that hatred in check, that hatred in turn will breed destruction. Okay. I'm bringing this up not because Claude's morally superior and he listens to dudes like Daryl Davis talk about how um, the Ku Klux Klan is horrible and because of that, Claude feels morally superior because he's on the same level. 
That's not why I do it. That's not why I brought this up. I brought that clip into the show because I suffered from the fear that was brought forth by ignorance just yesterday. Just yesterday, I went on to uh, Fountain, the podcast app, and found one of these uh, uh, featured clips, featured audio clips. And I thought, oh my goodness, this sounds incredible. Let me listen to this. And I'm going to play that for you right now so you can hear what Claude heard. And uh, I, I want you to know that this clip had an audio bed underneath it that Claude does not like. I'm Okay, side note, tangent, real quick. I'm saying Claude because I'm doing a self-deprecation thing in, in comedy. I'm doing a self-deprecating joke where I'm saying... Uh, I'm talking about myself in the third person in a uh, deprecating way because I don't take myself seriously to a certain degree because if I do, then I come off as uh, a prick. I'll say it that way. And I, I don't want to come off as, as that kind of person. I want to come off as a person who's just trying to get his his thoughts out there. And hopefully, some people can resonate with these thoughts. Hopefully, I can think deeply enough to where someone says, hey, I thought about this before, but I never thought, it, uh, thought about it to that degree. Thank you for clarifying, and um, I'm going to run with it. So that's, that's why Claude talks about it like that. That's why I'm using my name in the third person, which can come off as weird, but it, it lends itself to some decent jokes whenever I'm talking to family. So there's, there's that. But back to the clip. There was an audio bed. I used an app called Moises, which is linked in the link that you can uh, check out right now. It's a very great app. And, and, and the app just, uh, it, it removes background noises from, and it, it's meant to use artificial intelligence to remove vocals from an audio track so you can use that audio track later or just remove the vocals and use that in basically like lo-fi music or or whatever but um the, i use it to remove the uh backing tracks and there's a little bit of ghosting in the background you'll hear it some phantom sounds that the ai couldn't completely extract and mind you it's it's all an app i mean it's using server-side software to run it but it's all an app so it's nothing crazy expensive but even the expensive software we have a software called rx8 um can't remember rx8 something and that's some 300 dollars piece of software that's supposed to do all sorts of audio treatment and even that unless you're a pro and unless you know exactly what you're doing it's hard to get a really great effect and it's just limitations of ai right now but here's that clip alone at night looking at the night sky the individual feels humbled there is hope in the twinkling of the stars and, briefly, an awareness that they are part of an ancient cosmic drama that involves faraway heavens and old gods. Something in the person has awakened. They want to act upon this feeling and maybe even desire to experience it some more. This is magical curiosity. There are two reasons to study magic. Number one, knowledge, and then the next one is desire. The former is more noble, the latter is more dangerous. When the mage seeks understanding, they will be blessed with the meaning of life, visions of the future, and an understanding of the secret language of the universe. Now, when the mage applies their knowledge, they are suddenly capable of miracles, but this usually comes at a high price. So the best way to approach a study of magic is through mere curiosity. However, to know is one thing, to apply knowledge with prudence is another. The mage must promise to do no harm and only conduct their magical practice with the goal of attaining wisdom and healing. We seek to understand the mysteries of existence in order to achieve enlightenment. 
With wisdom, we aim to predict and manipulate our fates so that we can finally take part in the sacred and eternal story that continuously unfolds. We are all things at once, the celestial being encased in flesh. We are the whole, divided into parts, seeking unity with itself. Okay, once again, I want to apologize about sound. And uh, also for this podcast, it sounds a little more boomy than I'd like because I can't get super up close and personal on the mic. Just because I don't have, yikes, I don't know how to adjust mic quality like that with the setup that I have currently. I'll try and adjust that in the future. I'm trying to revive my iPad setup. And I'm currently currently in a maker space where there is just, um, I thought it would be great because I thought this sound booth would be a lot better than it is. But even this is um, suffering quite a bit. The, the closet studio seems a little more attractive now that I'm thinking about it. But I'm starting here, and I paid 45 bucks for the membership. It's at Gizmo CDA if anybody wants to uh, uh, use it. There's that. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to the back to the clip. Um, I I suffered from the ignorance because I am ignorant to the ideas of magic and practicing magic and uh, the occult. Now um, I'm ignorant to a degree. I understand certain facets of it. There are certain buzzwords like solstices and um, uh, well, what else? Shoot, there's, if I have to think about it on the fly, it's hard for me to bring up these, these keywords and buzzwords, but if I heard these buzzwords in a conversation, I'd know they're talking about, uh, magic of sorts, whether it's Wicca, whether it's, uh, Wiccan, whether it's, uh, what you call it, um, Eastern mysticism, whether it's any of these, uh, mainstream magic practices, right? So, um, some people would even call Reiki magic even though reiki is supposed to be something that has to do with quantum realm and, and such uh, i'm not 100 percent versed on that but still I, i'm ignorant to a degree and with that ignorance uh breeds fear now i i don't have a fear i'm not like oh i'm scared of magic but it's more like i i stay away from that stuff because fear of the unknown i don't know what will occur i don't know what the uh issues are with it other than the negative connotation that's always being portrayed because we live in a uh, Christian dominant society. Everything is based upon what the Bible has to say, and that is the underlying structure of our society that we live in. So because of that, because of that bias that creeps into Claude's mindset, I suffered ignorance. I wanted to take that clip and talk about what an idiot this guy was because, oh wow, he believes in magic, and wow, that guy's uh, some lost dude who doesn't know about uh, Jesus, and this guy is terrible. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, what am I doing? Why would I, why would I do something like that? Why would I try and rag on this dude who's like, I, I get it. Like, I agree. I don't agree with magic. Okay. I'll say that for anyone who's listening. I don't agree with the use of magic, but that's because that's as far as I've understood things to this point. I'm not saying that I will understand things differently in the future that will allow me to believe in magic or something, but that's not the point. The point that I wanted to get at is that that dude comes from a mindset and a, a reality that allows him to understand what he understands about magic as being a, a truth that shouldn't be challenged. So until I fully understand where he's coming from, until I fully understand his mindset, I don't want to rag on anyone like him not like i'm gonna revisit this in the future or anything but i don't want to bring up any 
points of contention or of ragging on others until I fully understand their position. Um, and that's that. I, I, that's that's that the whole whole thing I wanted to make on that topic. I'll, I linked his podcast uh, in one of the chapters that you can see, um, just because. Uh, why not? You know, I'm talking about the dude. I can't just, oh, hey, look at this guy and then not show you what I'm talking about. Go listen to his stuff if you want. I listened to two or three episodes, and he seems to be well-versed in his understanding of the way the world works. Not saying that he's right, but there's that. But with all that, I want to get into the value-for-value uh, value or donation segment and starting it off with uh, my little audio clip. <laughs> And we'll start it off right away with uh, the most recent donations from Pitar. This dude, I I feel I feel bad because every time that he brings up these uh, donations, I seem to not actually reply to him in the Fountain app. Which it's my bad. I'm sorry. I'm working a lot, and I'd rather just you know continue this on here. It lets me get out more and the intonation of my word choices, and uh, that way. No one can come off sounding like a douchebag. So uh, here's here's his most recent uh, donation notes. He says, I appreciate those kind words, Claude. I do try. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 23,000 sats for that one. And he sent in a second boost for 4,700 sats. So, I mean, if I had the big baller boost, I would put that on here. But I don't have it. Uh, sound effect. But I'm getting it. And I'm getting tons of sound effects. And I'm trying to find a soundboard app for Linux so I can use it on there. If I can't, I'm moving back to the iPad. Um, just until I can get me the Rodecaster Pro 2. So that way I can be official and have a good sounding sound uh, audio just like Adam has. And hopefully I can mess- uh, reach out to him and figure out what his setup consists of so I can have equal um, or uh, lesser than or equal to audio as Adam has. But back to the post, uh, to the to the boost. Uh, I appreciate those kind words, Claude. I do try to encourage several early adopters of Podcasting 2.0. I wish I had the time to listen more, much like Bitcoin itself. I really think Value for Value is an important project which could really benefit society. Also, I feel I can learn something from just about anyone. All people are interesting in their own way. You seem like a genuine, down-to-earth, authentic guy. Oh, you, you stop. <laughs> Cute. Uh, like someone I would strike up a nice conversation with at a coffee shop. And yes, I would love to. If you're ever in the Pacific Northwest, I would love to take you out for a coffee. Or if you drink alcohol, I'll take you out for a beer. I don't necessarily... Um, really, but, uh, I've just, to be honest, I've actually decided to try drinking a beer recently and I tried one and I know my limit is one, um, of the big cans. I know that's my limit because Claude's weak like that. So there you go. But if you ever wanted to, if you're ever in the Pacific Northwest, Spokane, Washington to be uh, correct, unless I move, then we'll hang out, bro. Uh, and then last boost, uh, on another note. I listen to most podcasts at 1.5 or sorry 1.25 or 1.5 speed so nobody <laughs> so nobody ever sounds sleepy to me that's a callback to the joke I made about sounding like uh, low energy Jeb Bush but uh, thank you again Pitar these are great great just ow, it's great I love it and I thank you again for this also I don't know if I I think I did um, from the Mere Mortals show. I did believe. No, I didn't. 
Mere Mortals put a, a, a comment on one of my episodes. I don't think I put that in my last show, but um, I, I mentioned on one of my... Uh, I think it was... Yes, on one of my last episodes, I mentioned that I come from a large family and so does my wife, and I'll have to uh, count them all for everyone pretty soon here. But the comment says, wow, that's two huge families. Your family get-togethers must be wild. I'm not sure I've met anyone with more than six or seven siblings. And yes, the family get-togethers do get wild. Speaking of which... On the 15th of this month, uh, July, I am going to the beach in Oregon, my first vacation in over a year and a half, maybe two. Um, so it'll be great. I, I've said uh or um way too many times in this podcast, but there's that. That that rounds out that rounds out the value for value segment. Uh, I just want to go ahead and throw the pitch in here again. This is a value for value production. Value for value, which I will describe in the future in more detail. Uh, it's simply that. If you value this product in any way, shape, or form, donate that value back in any way, shape, or form. Comments, boosts, donations through fiat currency, uh, or objects. If you have a, if you have a device that you'd like me to review, or that uh, you're some, uh, or a, a product, coffee, anything, send that in. I will review it and give my opinion out to everyone else who is willing to listen. And that would be uh, free advertising for you minus the price of the product. And that is value for value. There's no sponsorships. There's no deals. It is simply you think, you know what? You deserve a cup of coffee. You sound like you're drinking crap. Let me give you something. And then I give you a decent review. And that's value for value exchange. Uh, essentially like bartering is what I like to think of it. But that's my pitch. Donate something to the podcast and if you value this production, if you think that I need to do anything different, donate criticism, please. I need to do better. And the only way to do better is if people tell me where I'm sucking. So thank you all for listening. Uh, most inclusive of pronouns to use is, uh, is y'all. So thank y'all for listening. And I want to bring in some life hacks real quick here. So if anyone is looking at doing some schooling, this is, this is rounding things out a little bit, but uh, if anyone's looking at doing any kind of schooling, at a college level, university level, there, there is a trick that a lot of people don't know about, and it's called auditing, auditing a course. And you can do this online already with uh, Udemy and Coursera. They, I, think it's, I think it's mainly Coursera. You can audit a course where you take all of the knowledge that's already being put out in the video courses. You simply don't get graded, but you can learn everything for free. Everything that they have on there. Uh, which is, it's only $19, some of these. Some of them are 100 so you can audit those as well, I believe. But all you have to do is say, I'm auditing this course, and you get in for free. Same thing at a university and college level. You can walk in to campus, sit in a lecture hall, and if anyone asks you, if anyone wants to be that person to come up and ask you, hey, what are you doing here? All you have to say is, I'm sorry, ma'am, or sir, or um, they, to be gender inclusive. Uh, I'm auditing this course. So um, I don't I don't have to answer that question. And you're done. You sit there. You can get a four years bachelor's. You can get a bachelor's degree by auditing courses. So do that. And here's some proof right here of how it works. But he's into class and he wound up uh, taking in, in effect, a four year college degree course in information technology at UT for free. He was just he just went to the classes. And just, and well, you he, could do that in most colleges. Yeah. It's called auditing. Auditing a course. I've been doing it for with Coursera for a while now on uh, some IT related things. It you know it requires you to actually have the drive, and I think it'd be more effective if you went into the class. But there you go, you audit a course, and you can you can learn for free at a university level. Learn for free. 
Um, and if you make friends, you can just compare and contrast your answers with theirs and see if your uh, test results come out to be roughly the same as theirs. So there's your life hack for the day. One more. One more life hack I want to do. I don't have anything that uh, grinds my gears uh, except for the beginning half of the episode um, or any other segment that I've decided to instill that I don't follow. But here's the last one that I'll leave you with. And the only reason why I'm going to leave you this, this should be common knowledge, but Claude has experienced it uh, two times and others have not. So uh, my coworker specifically. If you want to have a first aid kit be fully stocked, stock it with tampons because those stop nosebleeds like nobody's business. And you can cut off the tail end if you don't want someone knowing that you got a tampon shoved up your nose. Just cut off the tail end with your razor knife that you can have in your first aid kit as well, which you should have actually because that's a really good, very sharp tool for any time you may need to cut something. Uh, but there's there's two life hacks, but that's not actually the whole thing. That's That's one. Tampon and razor blade. But also, put super glue in there. Super glue is, there's no old wives' tale here, and that's that's why I'm bringing this up. I recently, not recently, no, about four years ago, I was working at uh, OnTrack. OnTrack is a uh, company that Amazon used to contract to deliver a lot of their um, uh, larger packages and uh, bigger orders. And they, the company that I was working for had a loading bay where you would park your sprinter van in the back. Uh, but basically, it was a, a semi-truck loading bay. So the semi-truck would come down this uh, this ramp that is in a backwards fashion where the, the already lifted portion of the truck uh, bay, bed, the, uh, what you call it, the trailer, the tractor's trailer comes up and bumps up these stoppers and it becomes level with the surface. So it's already lifted up off the ground a bit, the entry to this garage. So when you drive your sprinter van down that ramp, you have to jump up into that area. And I'll include a photo right here so you can kind of get an illustrated view. I'll draw it with the iPad so you can kind of see that. But I'm, I'm, I'm taking too long to explain. Either way, um, if, you, if you do that, if, if you take your sprinter van, drive down there, and you park, your sprinter van is too low. So you have to jump up into the garage. And you'll see that in the reference photo. So Claude was loading his uh, van, his sprinter van. This is about four years ago now. I believe it's four years ago. I had only cracked that garage door open halfway because it was wintertime and we didn't want to let too much heat out at once. So the, the garage door was only open about not even halfway, just enough for you to squat underneath it to get out and underneath. And in the hustle and bustle of things, this was peak season, you got to really move. Uh, I forgot that I couldn't just... Uh, move at normal height through this thing. So I'm jumping up from underneath the, uh, from in the sprinter van up onto the ramp that leads you into the garage and the garage door is right above me. And instead of moving in a little bit before I shot to my feet, I shot to my feet right underneath that garage door and just tore up my forehead. And it's right there in between the eyes where the unibrow would sit and just mangled it. And I'm sitting there just te- just, just Tim Tebowing that the 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 damage that was done while everyone's just staring wondering what that noise was and then i walked through the entire warehouse to the front office to put some uh first aid kit juice on it and there was no first aid kit juice there was no antibiotics there was no band-aids nothing this company was without a first aid kit because they managed their crap poorly so i drove to the gas station uh holding my forehead 
which is just pouring blood down my face. And I get to the counter where I'm trying to get me a, uh, well, I get to the shelves trying to get me some super glue because I knew that super glue would seal up a wound, an open wound. So I took some super glue and just pinched together the skin up there in the bathroom mirror at this gas station after I'd roughly cleaned it and just dabbed some drops of super glue on the folds of skin that I was pinching together. And it sealed it up. Now, granted, I look like a retard now. I got just this lump in between my eyes that looks almost like an like like a mole or a cyst that's growing right there in my forehead. It's not that terrible, but it's there. But instantly in a pinch it works. Now, in between my eyes, the fumes from the super glue was causing me to just pour tears. I mean, I was it looked like I was crying from pain, but it was just the fumes from the super glue, but it works. And same thing happened to my chin when I was about uh, 12 years old. I took a fall after running into my cousin, smashed my my chin on the uh, sidewalk at a church. And uh, when we got home, my dad had some medical grade super glue and that stuff didn't have any fumes and it was colored so you can tell which areas of the skin you'd already uh, super glued. And it uh, it turned uh, clear as soon as it dried so that way you'd know which area was covered already. But yes, that's, there is your tip of the day. If you want to have a fully stocked and fully effective first aid kit, uh, invest in super glue as well. It will seal up, if not just enough time to get to the hospital, it will seal up an open wound that is uh, fairly substantial. And there's no harm in just sealing up as much of the wound as possible until you get to the hospital. If they have to uh, cut you open again just to clean up what you did wrong, it's not that hard, but you won't have to suffer with blood loss. So, super glue. That is that is the uh, trick of the day. Um, that's it. That is it. Or actually, one more thing. I'm going to leave you with a thought thought experiment. Uh, here, listen to this. Ever foresee any situation at all where the first cell was formed totally by accident? I cannot rationalize that concept. It doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, it's got to be not true. You can't convince me that the first organized cell to ever show up on planet Earth showed up accidentally. Because in order for that cell to become a living being. It had to have developed a cell wall, some some form of cell wall or cell membrane. It had to have written its own DNA. The four base pairs, adenine, guanine, cytosine, thymine, should have all joined together by accident, by accident, to create the cell nucleus, the, um, uh, what are the other parts of a cell? The mitochondria that brings in nutrients like sugar and burns them for energy so that the cell has enough energy to replicate itself, duplicate the DNA inside the nucleus so that the one cell becomes two cells, two cells become four, four become eight, eight to 16, and so on. You will never, ever convince me that that happened purely by accident. And the thought of experiment is over. Uh, that was just, uh, just, just, just try and rationalize that idea. This uh, flies against the theory of evolution, at least the origins of the Earth. Um, there's plenty of theories of evolution that allow for uh, seeding and then from there moving forward. But the uh, generally accepted view that everything happened by accident because of a pool of goo that got shocked by lightning billions and billions of times that turned into, uh, because of a random number theory or something, the amount of times that it had to strike didn't actually have to be that many um, because it just could have happened because of random number theory. And that allowed us to have the first fully functional cell 
is improbable at best. So that's it. I'm going to go ahead and cut this one loose. I'm going to go have a good 4th of July weekend. I hope you guys do the same. Oh, and actually, 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 last thing. I said in the last show, I think I did, that I would uh, put up photos of the project that I was doing on the side for my in-laws. Uh, I'm building an extension on the side of their home. I wanted to give you some project, uh, some uh, progress photos. So you will see those on screen and have seen those on screen for the last, what, 10, 20 seconds. Um, but there you go. That is the project. It is a uh, enclosed awning that they're turning into a livable space that's connected to the home. It's not finished yet, obviously. I still need to do siding, drywall, uh, and flooring. But as a whole, for the framed areas, windows being installed, doors, and an awning, there it is. You're going to have a before and after picture right here. And I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, and a show ISO coming up right meow. I'm cutting your pee-pee.